What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen. Oh, so uh, we nailed it on the second time. Didn't hit record on the first one. We are here in the CIF offices, speaking in hushed tones because it is a busy room and all sorts of people are working on all sorts of things. Legends around the room. We've got John Matthew, Jerry Schneep. Uh, the water polo playoffs are coming out also. Um, but what we're here to talk with you about is the football playoffs. All of the division brackets have just been printed. We have them fresh in our hands. Bodie and I are going to be talking about every single division. Bodie, Division 5. Uh, the four teams on to the next round are Vincent Memorial, Francis Parker, Holtville, and Castle Park. So congratulations to those four. Let's uh, move our way just top to bottom. And the first game is number 8, El Cajon Valley, taking on number 9, Mountain Empire. Now, El Cajon Valley, through the first couple weeks of the season, um, one of the bigger surprises just in terms of they were winning at Parker, they were winning low-scoring games, their defense is good, so we've seen that. Mountain Empire, we've seen high-scoring games. So, sounds like a good matchup right here. What do you see? Yeah, I would favor Elkhorn Valley in this one. We know they've played some top competition, and Mountain Empire's done a good job scheduling as well. Um, but with a with a smaller roster and all that, I would think Elkhorn Valley has the advantage here, and um, you hope you move on, but you're going to play a rested team in, in Game 2. Next game is number five, Crawford, number 12. Oh, also, I should mention Bodie is here on behalf of Scorebook Live. He is their official reporter. They are the digital partners for San Diego CIF section. Uh, number five, Crawford, will play host to number 12, Maranatha Christian. Crawford certainly winning in the strength of schedule department in between these two teams, but overall still a, uh, a potentially interesting matchup here. Yeah, I look at Crawford as a team that if they can survive the first round, I think they could they can go on and win a couple games here. Um, I don't think if they were to play Francis Parker, they'd be that outmatched. And um, they've been close throughout the year, so I think this is a good bracket for them. Next game we've got is San Ysidro. We're on the other side of the bracket now. Number 11, San Ysidro taking on number 6, Mission Bay. We've seen uh, certainly two very interesting things here. San Ysidro with a couple of wins this season, yep. um, breaking a, a, a winless streak. And Mission Bay... They had a couple big wins early in the season, one late in the season. It, it, I would I would think that Mission Bay's in the, in the uh, it's their game to win or lose type type driver's seat here. Yeah, I would agree. And and in the case of this game, they played, I believe, maybe week one this season. I know they played. I think it was week yes, one. Yes, so right. I mean, you have to look back a couple months now. But um, so at least they've seen each other on tape. But I would still favor Mission Bay in um, in this game. Our last game here is Claremont and Palo Verde Valley. Uh, Palo Verde Valley is the host. Give me a little something on this one. Yeah, so Claremont, it's going to be tough here because you know that the traveling out to Palo Verde Valley, that's always, I think, worth a few points at least. Um, and we don't know as much about the teams that are that are um, out in the, the Imperial Valley areas. We haven't seen them as much. But I think Claremont can give them a good battle and, and, and shouldn't be a surprise at all if they, they pull a win off here. Oh, who's that coach? We will be periodically interrupted. Oh, coach, coach. <laughs> the first outright league-winning champion coach in La Jolla – of this millennium, of this century. Let me turn up your microphone. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, Tyler Roach, head coach at La Jolla High. All right, so coach, um, how you feeling right now, man? <laughs> Don't know if I have words to, to quite describe right now. Still emotional, haven't slept all night, no voice. It's great, it's a great day to be a Viking. All right, real real quick, real quick, lean in, lean in, say, say what's see up, you, say, see you, man. Speaking to a mic, introduce yourself. We, we are at the final, we're at the, the playoff bracket. People are rolling through here right now. What's going on? I'm Aaron Jones, defense coordinator at Modern Day. So, Aaron, you guys have your draw. Let me get. <laughs> got this guy. You, oh, you got La Jolla yeah, in the first yeah, round? Sorry, we, 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 we have this guy second round. All right. Yeah. 
So what do you what? Let, let me let me get to uh, the playoff brackets here. We had only done five. Um, all right, so you guys are taking on Imperial in the first round. Uh, give me a little. Give me your, your initial thoughts there. Um, you know, anytime you play a team from the uh, the, the desert, you know they're they're going to be tough. They're going to be physical. Uh, they're going to be scrappy. So um, I like our chances. You know, I like our athleticism against their power. And uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. And hopefully, we get to see this guy in the second round over here. Uh, yeah, Coach, you though, uh, Coach Roach, you have a bye in that first round, so you get to sit and uh, linger on this win for a little bit. How does this feel? First win since '95 season, correct? Yeah, I believe so. That's what they were saying last night. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so so walk us through last night. Walk us through the emotions of, of last night. Talk, talk about a roller coaster. Uh, it was a it was a heavyweight battle, you know, to. Two teams, uh, obviously a team in Christian that's been there before. Um, you know, they've won titles, league titles, CF titles. Uh, so it was a slugfest, you know, one one punch at a time. They got the early one and, and jumped up on us. Um, we battled back, got to, got the score right out of the half, and then ended up missing the uh, the extra point on a bad snap. So 7-6, and I knew that that one could, con- could come back to, uh, to either haunt us or, or give, you know, a wild finish. And sure enough... Um, 13-13 late in the uh, in the fourth, they go down and are driving, convert a huge fourth down, and um, you know they're getting ready to punch it in, and we burn our last time out. They had concede, but we thought, hey, if we have a we give ourselves a chance, and I told the defense, hey, all out, it's ball or they score, and either one's fine. We get the ball back, great. They score, we still got a chance. Um, they hadn't kicked off. Uh, they were squib kicking, so I knew we were at least going to get decent field position, have a chance, and sure enough, we got the ball, and then they had a 15-yard personal foul penalty on that kickoff, so got us on the uh, plus side of the 50, made a huge catch, uh, Diego Solis, uh, incredible catch, um, 12 seconds left, till the quarterback, you know, we kill the clock, you got two plays, and um, <laughs> we were talking about it last night, it was the wrong route, <laughs> the wrong guy, but in the right place at the right time. And Finn Rice, a senior on senior night, first touchdown of the year. He's a, he's our stud on on defense. Has been begging me all season to play offense, and I said, "Hey, here's your night. You're going to get to play on both sides of the ball." And he brings that one down, and the place just goes nuts. We st- it's still a tie game though, so we still got to kick the extra point. Uh, we couldn't find the block to kick it. Like everything, you can't draw the script up any any crazier. Uh, we make the extra point, then we have to kick off, and then we kick off, um, and then they get a, a last. Ch- uh, Chuck to the end zone, we swat it down, and there it was. Well, Coach, this certainly has to feel pretty validating um, to, to close out the season, checking you know the first round by, win the league title, win on senior night, get Finn a touchdown. That, this has to feel like uh, you're, you're about as perfectly drawn up as you can be headed into the playoffs. Yeah, it was. Huge momentum uh, builder and, and, a, and really a program builder. Um, we've been working for, you know, for three years for this one, and uh, we'll take it. You know, couldn't be more proud of our guys. The boys have, have just done nothing but buy in and work their butts off. Um, and here we are. We'll regroup, take this by. We'll get out to this uh, modern-day Imperial game and see how it rolls, and, and we'll be ready to go. 
well, your voice sounds like you need some sleep, and you don't. Te- <laughs> I haven't slept. You don't. You don't, you don't technically have a first round game to talk about. So uh, <laughs> unless you want to just talk about how you're going to approach the bye week, which I, I don't think anybody wants to hear on on, on a podcast <laughs> no, the next no, day, no uh, we will let you go celebrate the rest yeah, of this win, and we'll it. say thank you very much, Coach. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hope you're running that uh, wearing that we run LJ uh, shirt <laughs> at some point today. All right, um, that was amazing. Bodie, that thank you for giving me a wide lane on that one to just do my interview. We're now joined by John Matthew from the San Diego Union Tribune. John, um, I'm normally bugging you at the same time this day, but never in person. So this is fun to get to to do this, this together. Um, I, I always think it's interesting. Uh, everybody has such different voices um, in on the phone versus in person. Um, so this will be interesting to listen back to to you in person on this one. So John, uh, wide berth. What do you want to talk about here in the playoffs? <laughs> well, I think. Uh the biggest thing to me was that of all the all the controversy and all the you know the moaning and and wailing and crying and everything it really did right from what jerry said pretty much worked itself out and you know very interesting i thought what way though like what do you mean worked itself out like that's a, that's that's a very vague statement to the uninitiated average fan well you know for example at one point steel canyon was the number one seed in the open division. And everybody's going, you know, Steel Canyon can't be the number one seed in the open division. And they and as it worked out, they weren't. They they fell they fell to about where you know where they needed to fall. And I, I think the open division, they they got the top four teams. They you know they got the four best teams. All right. So to fill everybody in on the open division right now, number one Helix will play number four St. Augustine. Number two Cathedral Catholic will play number three Carlsbad. John, what do you like out of that open division bracket? Wow. Uh, you know, everybody there is battling an injury. You know, Helix uh, with, with Noah is hurt. You know, Saints, uh, it, Saints could get healthy. Uh, and if they're healthy, they're, they're going to be dangerous. Uh, you know, Cathedral's playing with a new quarterback. And Carlsbad's playing without Noah Vela. So, that, I mean, that's wide open right there. I, I probably still Helix, you know, is the number one seed, and rightfully so. See, I think they have to be the favorite there. Yeah, I look at it and see, obviously, we have a, a same 2-3 matchup as we did a year ago in Cathedral and Carlsbad, and that was one where uh, it ended in a running clock. So I'll be curious to see... Uh, how Carlsbad uses that to kind of as fuel this year. They're not playing the same Cathedral team, obviously a lot of changes and, and injuries, but um, to see if they can kind of get over that hump or at least make it a competitive game this year. Yeah, exactly. I, and I and I think, uh, you know, so, Cathedral. So let, yeah, let, let's move then on yeah. to uh, Division One. Uh, John, give me uh, give me one team above the six, or like six and above that you like and one team seven and below that you like in that Division wow. One. That's a good that's a good call. We'll, we'll go. You, you cool playing that yeah, through every yeah, division, and then we'll yeah. call it a day. Yeah. You know, this is a hard bracket to read here. here. Too. <laughs> take mine. Take mine. You got a you got a white on white. Here? Yeah, I got him. Uh, I got here's here's one. Here's D one. Let's start with this one. Okay. Oh, perfect. Uh, These six, six and below. No, six and above. So oh, like one through six, and then one seven through twelve. Six and above. Uh, I know that we're on radio, and I'm not, and I'm and I'm. <laughs> this is a podcast, so I can edit this down to a very succinct, quick answer. Don't worry. Okay, uh, six and above. Well, you know, obviously you got to like steel, but uh, you know, outside of the top seeds, you know, you, you can know, no steel can check that box. Okay, so steel, steel is the higher steel, seed that you like. And, and I and and I I saw Mission Hills last night, and boy, do they play defense. Mm. 
Yeah, in the same way, I would I would probably go steel. I mean, they they had a twenty one seven halftime lead against Helix. We know they can they can play at a top level. And among the lower seeds, I I'm going to go Lacosta Canyon. I think they'll they'll handle Granite Hills. It's and not then, low enough. Uh, LCC is <laughs> a six. Excuse me. Uh, Just let's so everybody see. knows, um, the Steel Canyon <laughs> is a difficult one. Difficult this they uh, let me let me read off the buys real quick in in Division One, just so everybody knows what we're talking about here. Uh, Steel Canyon gets a buy, Madison gets a buy, Mission Hills gets a buy, and Lincoln gets a buy. All four of those teams are on to the next round. So continue, Bodie. Yeah, I mean, I I did say Lacoste Canyon. I I do think that, um, and they played Mission Hills, I believe, two weeks ago in a, in a fourteen ten game. So that's that's definitely a game that if it happens, I expect to be very competitive. Um, Rancho Bernardo had been playing very well. I know they slipped up against Vista a couple weeks ago, but that's a team that that rattled off what seven of eight there at the end of the season. So um, be curious to see if uh, obviously Lincoln played out of their minds last night and and grabbed a huge win. So we'll see if uh, they can keep that high level or if they drop back to what they have been during the earlier parts of the regular season. All right, so, uh, John, any final teams here, or can we move on to Division Two? You know, I, or you, I, give me, you didn't, I don't think you gave us your low seed. I think, you know, it's going to be, I, I think, you know, granted at 11, uh, has got a chance. Uh, and uh, Torrey Pines is kind of an interesting team, I think, that, uh, you know, but it, se- it seems like the North County teams always play – Always win a first round game when they're playing outside of North County, but they get Red Bernardo, <laughs> so that that doesn't hold up there. Yeah, those two teams scrimmage this year, so I'll be curious to see um, what's what's changed in really the the last three months for both of them. All right, so let's move on to Division Two, John. I will hand you the corrected uh, color corrected brackets, um, Bodie. I will read these kind of off of yours if you don't mind, just so everybody knows the uh, teams that are on to the next round with a bye are Bishops, Santa Fe Christian, Vista, and San Pasqual. Um, John, same game. We'll just do that. That uh, give me give me a high seated team you're interested in, and a lower seated team that you're interested in. Same for you, buddy. You know, I've seen I've seen bishops play, and and the quarterback Tyler Buckner is the real deal. Yes, he is sensational. Uh, I don't know if they can hold up physically against uh, some of the better teams. I and I think San Pasqual at the two seed can. So I, I my pick there might be might be San Pasqual. Well, to me, it seems like the Vista San Pasquale draw came out perfectly for Bishops. Bishops doesn't have to play them right. until it would be a potential finals would, game. Obviously, the the four the other uh, by Santa Fe Christian, we saw what Bishops did to them last night. So um, whether whether Vista or San Pasquale makes can make the final, I would love to see a matchup against them and them and Bishops in this yeah. one. Bishops Poway in the next round if Poway can get yeah, past Monta Vista. Yeah, I'm surprised that Poway didn't get a home game, but that could be a very good game in round yeah. two. So then, do you like Poway as a potential lower seeded team that if they could be the one to upset Bishops, they I, they could make a little bit of a run? I think Poway Poway at the nine seed is, is I, I agree with both. They, they are, that's a very low seed for them, and and that that's a good team and and a big physical team in the Palomar League. So I, I kind of like. Poway to make a little bit of a run and really test Bishops there. All right, so we got Poway uh, moving on to the next round potentially against Monta Vista. Bodie, give me, do you agree in the Poway seat or do you have a different lower seat? Yeah, Poway's a good one, but I also look at number seven seat El Camino, uh, a huge comeback Uh, in the second half to beat Oceanside last night and and they got beat up in a tough league, but they've beat some teams this year. They've played competitive. I think they could beat San Pasquale. That's going to be so tough to go through both Sam. a quarterback change at El Camino and and it has has really sparked them. Absolutely. Um, uh, so let, let's move on now to Division Three. Uh, the teams that are in the top four are Scripps, San Diego, La Jolla, yes, and Imperial or and, and Hilltop. I'm sorry, um, I didn't look quite down. So Scripps, San Diego, La Jolla, and Hilltop all have first round buys. 
Um, guys, this seems like this is a division of some of the runaway good teams between Hilltop and Scripps Ranch and San Diego all being really proficient at offense all season yes. long. Scripps Ranch, congratulations on their undefeated season. Um, so give me a get, like try and pick out of that top four or five, six seeds, and then give me one lower seed that could potentially come through and make some noise. I, you know, I'm a little partial to Hilltop because I, I, I've, I've, I saw them play. Uh, you know, they don't play a lot of defense. You saw them against Escondido. And Escondido you know, early in the year, and they put up 45 on on Escondido, and and they sling it around. They have a nice little quarterback. They have a good running back. They have receivers. Uh, I think uh, I think they can get to the final, and it, it and Scripps Ranch on the on the top side of the bracket should. Hold uh, on. We, we, oh, John, we have to interrupt you for just a second. Um, Excuse me, Coach Hines. We'll definitely get him over here. Um, excuse me, Coach Hines. Coach. Hines. All right, we'll get Coach Hines on the show in just a second. Um, I'm sorry, John, keep going about uh, Division Three. Well, I, and I think, yeah, I, I think that, that shapes up. I, I like the one and two seeds there, Scripps Ranch and, and, uh, and Hilltop. Yeah, I take a look, and if if it is one versus two, I, I I think that could be a very good one. Hilltop obviously offensive focused, and and Scripps Ranch defensively posted several shutouts this year as they've gone undefeated. But uh, I look at ten seed Kearney. I think they can grab a win in the first round. It, it, it will be. Um, some distance to travel out there to Brawley, but uh, I, I think they're definitely a lower seed that that can get a first round win here. All right, so we need to take a quick detour to the Division Four playoffs and talk about the 10 Coronado playing the 7 Mount Miguel because we are now joined by both their head coach and defensive coordinator you got to know them uh, you already knew them from Twitter on the grind and on the grind coach Hines um, congratulations on making playoffs I'm going to pass this mic over to you tell us a little bit about how you, you tweeted on uh, just you know it's a new season 0-0 zero, zero, you're into the net, that next round you made it you got a you got a 7 seed Mount Miguel to take on on the road what's your thoughts here uh, blessed to be here, and we have a lot to work on. Uh, we have about a half an hour under our belt knowing that we're playing against Mount Miguel. Uh, we know very little about them except for the fact that they have a very talented team. They're coached very well, and uh, we, we got to get ready. They, uh, I forget the young man's name, but I think he leads the nation in re, uh, receiving yards or something like that. Uh, it's just we, we're, we're excited. You know, any chance you get to play a team that uh, is, is as powerful as they are, you got to bring your A game, so we'll uh, we'll be ready. Coach, have you ha- have you had a chance to see Mount Miguel? I mean, obviously only a half hour. Have you seen him before on film or anything? I have not. I have not. I've I've only seen a lot of their highlights on PPR. Yes. So and there uh, are a lot, aren't there? Th- th- there are more than I'd like to admit. So uh, we're we're excited. Like like I said, we uh, we have yet to to break down film. We'll obviously be trading with them uh, any moment now, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Wrong, Mike. Um, Coach, is this something where you'd rather take on a team that you've not seen before in the playoffs or have a second shot at somebody? You know, that, that's a great question. Um, and I, I don't know if I have a great answer. You know, there, there's, there's pros and cons to both. I, I like the fact that we haven't had a chance to, to really play them yet. It's a little a whole new level of, you know, coaching as far as uh, got to step up our game a little bit more. Um, and for our young men to have a chance to hit someone new and uh, – we, like I said, we know we've got to bring our A game, so we got to be ready. Uh, Bodie, did you get a chance to talk yet? Yeah, Kearney's the okay, Kearney's okay. the lower seed I see in this one that that can win a game or two. Amazingly succinct. All right, fair enough. John, any closing notes on Division Three before we move to D four? You know, I and uh, 
Yo, Mont Carmel has to go to Central, but Mont Carmel's got some offensive weapons hmm. with uh, Tom Apeo at quarterback and the Virgin Brothers. Uh, I think, you know, they, they've got a chance uh, to make that game at Central very interesting. All right, let's move on to Division Four real quick. Santana, Orange Glen, Montgomery, and Sarah all moving through with buys. So those are the top four seeds. Uh, same question to the floor. What do you guys like in the upper part of the bracket? Who do you maybe think is a lower-seeded team that could make some noise? I think, you know, I, I obviously Santana's one, and, and they're one for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah has been really up and down, the two-seed. Yeah. And it kind of depends on what, what Sarah team shows up. So I, 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 I like the one seed there. Uh, and I'll tell you, Orange Glenn uh, runs the ball really yeah, that, well with Caleb Patterson. And surprisingly good uh, receiving. Yes. The quarterback has, uh, you know, Ethan Villalobos has really matured. And so they can throw the ball a little bit. They're, that's a dangerous team at a four. I'll play devil's advocate, and I will say Montgomery is one team that I'm really interested in. Uh, Coach Dunkel has had an amazingly upward projection the last couple of years. Um, but there was never really a drop-off for Montgomery, and and that kind of surprised me a little bit that there was never a uh, oh a game where we saw some sort of a crack in the facade. We could be like, oh, yeah, look, they only put up six points in that game, or oh, they gave up 60 points in that game. So I, 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 I'm still a believer on them until I really necessarily see otherwise. And then I will say in the lower-seeded teams, uh, Del Norte, has an impossible schedule every year. Like, those guys play some very, very tough football. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe La Jolla Country Day ends up being a sneaky, like, just in the randomness of football. If you if EJ Kreutzman th- connects on 60 of 70 <laughs> uh, for, for 55 points, like, they could win a game or two here, and, and it would be kind of interesting. I was stunned last night that uh, that Parker beat, beat Country Day. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but that's where that's where that's football. Yeah, like, like when you have a guy throwing that much, you either connect on a ton of them and you have a ton of success, or you miss on a ton of them, and you can be kind of feast or famine with that. Yeah, in this bracket, I I think Patrick Henry will get by Del Norte, and I would look forward to a, a four versus five Orange Glen versus Patrick Henry. A lot of offense in different ways. Obviously, the the ground game of Orange Glen and Patrick Henry tossing it around. I think the winner of that potential four five game could give Santana a tough one in in a potential semifinal game. Any closing notes here, John? Inter- there's an interesting matchup on that top side of the bracket, Escondido versus Classical Academy. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Classical Academy could walk to Escondido high. <laughs> so, that you know, that uh, that's kind of an interesting game. It'd be great, uh, a great crowd on both sides, actually. Um, I got to see Classical Academy this year, and they traveled quite I mean, it was at Orange Glen, so it wasn't necessarily traveling, traveling, but they traveled quite well. Uh, John, we'll move on to the Division Five bracket, which is right here. I'm handing it to you. Uh, we got Vincent Memorial, Francis Parker, Holtville, and Castle Park all moving on to the next round at the top four seeds. Uh, John, Bodie and I kind of already did a little, a little bit of this before you got here to join us. Um, so I will let you have the floor. Give me um, give me some good news that we're going to have a, a Castle Park uh, feel-good romp through the playoffs. You know, I, and, and I, I agree with you, Christian. You know, Castle Park at, you know, in the 70s, was they were one of the powers mm. and you know and now they're it, it's nice to have them you know it's nice to have the castle parks and the vistas and you know back you know 
back doing well. Yeah, and Castle Park, even as recently, I think in the early 2000s, they had a great year. I played Carlsbad in a CIF title, but since then it had been downhill, and obviously for a reason they're down in Division 5. But um, they've had a great year. I think they can make it competitive. Uh, San Isidro Mission Bay sticks out as a um, as a son versus dad uh, coaching versus player battle, yeah. uh, and they, they took on each other earlier in the year. Uh, and Vincent Memorial is always a tough one as a team that we're not going to see out here um, from uh, as a desert team that we're not going to see very often, but clearly they've um, they've earned that number one seed, and uh, teams are going to have to travel out to them if they if they want to get by them. And Vin- Vincent has a nice little thing going too. They they they've started. Uh, was that was that two years ago they played Crawford in the finals, or yeah. was that last year? Uh, two years ago. It was the foggiest game I've ever been at yes. um, down in Southwestern Stadium. I remember coming up to you at the halftime mark of that, uh, and you uh, and Steve Brand were like legit huddled. In, in 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 the mass, to, like everybody up in that upper part of the press yeah. box was like huddled to together. To, yeah, going down to the sideline to, to you could, yeah, stats you could, yeah, you couldn't see, you couldn't see. Um, any low teams here or any other teams in general? Uh, before we say goodbye, yeah, you know, this is. I mean, this is interesting. I, I, I the Claremont Palo Verde uh, Valley, you know, the ten seven matchup for Claremont having that, you know. <laughs> If you're yeah, to over to you, that, 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 that that bus trip will not be that's short. A bus but ride. if they what's can the survive, it? what's the furthest road trip you've ever gone on to cover a game? To cover not a, necessarily here in just in San Diego high school scene, but just in general, like what's the furthest you've ever been? Well, um, Santa Maria. Okay, that's probably the farthest I've ever gone. That uh, uh, Sierra Canyon for yeah. basketball. <laughs> that uh, it it just seems like you're at the end of the world. Yeah, when you get into state playoffs, you always get some some interesting matchups, and it seems like they never get the the lower Orange County teams. It's the the yeah. upper LA teams that always seem right. or up into Oxnard or anything. Yeah, when like you that, get up so. in that Chatsworth area, yeah. and, and, you know, and you think you're there, and then it, and then yeah, traffic and twists and turns, and yeah, and you're and the just freeway sign says you're still 32 <laughs> miles away. Sorry, I stepped out there for a second. We are going to get um, potentially somebody of the tired-looking CIF staff, um, which if you guys ever see a CIF member, uh, thank them for all the work they do. These, <laughs> these people work pretty ridiculous hours. Um, John Maffey, what's coming up in the Union Tribune this week uh, for everybody to, to read? When are you going to have uh, any of this out in the Union Tribune? This will, we'll have it on our, we'll have the, uh, the brackets posted on the website uh, soon and We'll have a story in, in tomorrow. We'll have uh, obviously volleyball playoffs tonight, and and uh, the football story will be uh, will be posted uh, as soon as I can get it written. <laughs> Bodie, how about you? Uh, people can find you at SD Preps. Everyone else can find SB Live CA for the Scorebook Live feed. Uh, what can we expect to see from you in the next couple of days? Yeah, uh, article posted yesterday, the top uh, two-way players within the section. Uh, and then next week, I'll, I'll put out some playoff predictions, uh, preview probably top five games of the week in playoffs, and uh, go from there. Um, any last games, teams, any predictions, any uh, uh, bold things that you want to make while we are all together here <laughs> at the CIF offices? Um, well, one thing, I and I think it hasn't come up, and in, in, in if you talk to Jerry or John, may come up, the uh, open division championship game, the day is okay. in question because uh, uh, Southwestern College has a chance to host a bowl game. Mm. So it may that game may switch to fri- from Saturday to Friday. Interesting. To heck with them. <laughs> um, play right through. 
John Maffey from the San Diego Union Tribune, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Bodie De Silva, anything on your end that you have any interest in team-wise that we did not get around to uh, to talking about? We covered everything, really. Um, obviously, a lot of the top teams have a bye, so uh, hopefully they can get healthy because there's a lot of teams that are beat up right now. You want to see teams at full strength, but um, look forward to playoffs over these next couple of weeks. Woohoo! All right, next man sitting down is going to be the head coach of Francis Parker, and it looks like Bodie De Silva has deemed us worthy to be rejoined again now that we're talking football. Uh, John Maffey, thank you very much. The man is exiting the building. The man is a legend, and the man sitting down with us now uh, is the son of a legend who... Uh, I'll say that out loud because uh, his ego is big enough. Deal, I will edit that out. Uh, but he also has the beard in the making of a legend, and he has uh, a home game after a bye and that has to feel pretty good coach uh thank you very much for sitting down with us talk to us a little bit about the mindset now going into the playoffs um you know it's uh we're, we're still trying to trying to sort of wrap our brains around last night um we had an unbelievable game against an unbelievable team um it was a, a great victory for our seniors on their senior night and so i you know we're feel very fortunate um you know to be league champions feel very fortunate to have earned a bye um give our kids some time to, you know, rest and recover and, and not just physically, but emotionally after a, just a, a huge win um, and, and refocus because obviously everything restarts now. And, um, you know, we, we get, no, we, we don't get a seven, nothing or 14, nothing lead in our first game because we had a buy. Um, so, you know, we know that we're going to, we got a lot of work to do. Um, there's a ton of really good teams in this bracket. Um, and so we'll start getting ready to play either Crawford or Maranatha. Uh, I think, Coach, a lot of the smaller schools will face a ton of curiosity, scrutiny, whatever verb you want to put in there, the year following the departure of a signature versatile athlete, yeah. whatever you want to call dominant, not a generational player necessarily, but just somebody who is very identifiable as your your team. Um, and you guys seem to answer the call that, that you know this is more of a program than a person, and that has to feel pretty good a, after a, you know opening the season on a, on a loss to march all the way back, close out like you mentioned, not just as league champs, but buy in the play. Like it, it has to feel pretty good to prove that. Yeah, you know, I think. Um, also, we miss you, Ryan. We we all we miss Ryan. Uh, I got my Stanford hat on. They got a buy this week, but we're incredibly proud of what he's doing. We should and, call him right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I think. Um, when you anytime you lose somebody who contributed as much who contributes as much as he did last year it, it it takes a little bit to figure out how to replace that because so much more is asked of so many other guys but i also think and ryan would be the first one to tell you this we we were not a one man team last year um, we had a lot of contributions from a lot of kids and we were really excited you know every preview piece about us at the beginning of the season all they talked about was who we lost nobody talked about who was coming back and we had some really good players coming back um, you know, it, it did. It, it took us the first part of the season to figure out how to play without him. And that, that I think that's true anytime you lose somebody who's as talented and skilled and experienced as he was. But um, we had a lot of kids who worked really hard that were excited to prove what they could do. And certainly I'm, I'm proud of the resiliency that our team had. I think it just speaks to the character of our kids. I think I, we have exceptional senior leadership, and it speaks to the character of those kids. And um, just that we were able to continue to stay in the fight, even even with a one-in-five start. Um, not be discouraged to continue to trust in our process. And I'm, uh, I'm excited that it's paid off and hopefully it will continue to pay off if we continue to do the work. 
Yeah, a game like last night, obviously for a league title, when you give up as many points and yards, how do you how do you kind of continue to to get the guys fired up to go back out there and respond on the other end? Obviously, just not getting them drained of oh, we gave up another touchdown or whatever. You got to fight right back. You know, we we we've talked all year about every play has a life of its own, and so you know we're going to make a play, and if we're going if we make a play, we're going to celebrate, and then we got to line up and we got to play again, and you know we're going to give up some plays, and if we do, we're you know we're going to pick each other up and we're going to get up and play again, and when you play a team as explosive as country day and those guys are incredible that uh, uh, the quarterback is, is just, he's scary. Um, the, the fact that he's going to college to play baseball tells you how good an athlete he is. And um, they got four or five receivers that can all catch it. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're better up front than you realize. Um, they did a great job trying to protect him and he does a good job kind of helping his own line out. But um, you know, it, it was just, we had that mentality. We, we knew they were going to make plays. Um, and we, and, and so, you know, I, we try to do some things in practice to kind of prepare for that. And again, it just, it shows the resiliency and the mindset of our kids to have the mental toughness that, you know, we got up 16, nothing. We kept playing. They came back. It was 22, 16, about five seconds later, it felt like, and we kept playing. And, um, you know, I just, I'm, it, it just speaks to the resiliency and the mindset of our kids and our coaches to be able to prepare them for that. And I'm, I'm just really proud. I know it's fall and this is a football show, but um, trust me, there's a quote in there that's going to be replayed in springtime where you admitted that a baseball player is an athlete. So I thank you for endorsing that as a football coach. Well, um, I'm all about the multi-sport <laughs> kids. You know, uh, we, our, we, every kid in our program is a multi-sport guy. It's awesome that, you know, you've got guys coming off the diamond to play. Um, he's, he's incredible. You know, he's incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Columbia's quarterback situation is, but I got to imagine that their football coaches are trying to find it'll, it'll take to a look. Get yeah. Him off the, get him off the, uh, out of the batter's box in the fall. So coach, I'll close out on this note and thank you very much for joining us. Um, I, I think there, there, there are obviously only two answers to this, but coaches kind of exist at polar ends of the spectrum of they like the bye week It's the get healthy, the more preparation. And some coaches hate the bye week cause it's the, the get stagnant when you're already on a roll. Where do you fall? I don't, I don't think we're going to get stagnant. Um, I just, I, I think, I think the mindset and, and, you know, I think the mindset of our coaches, the mindset of our kids, um, you know, what, what we try to harp on this time of year is, and, and what we talked about last night, you know, we wanted to celebrate and it was obviously a huge accomplishment for us. Um, but now the reality is like, we're not ready for this to be over. Um, I, I love our team. I love being around them. I love, I love practicing with them every day. And we know that the next time that we're not successful on the field, it, it all comes to an end and, and nobody's ready for that. So, um, regardless of whether it's a bye week, regardless of, you know, who the opponent is, um, we're going to enjoy every day being together, um, you know, we, we, uh, and, and, and practicing and working. Um, and, you know, and we're going to go out and play as hard as we can and let the results take care of itself. Coach Morrison, uh, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you in, on the field in two weeks against, uh, you said, the winner of, uh, it's Maranatha Crawford, Maranatha right? Maranatha Crawford, yeah. All righty, uh, so we'll I assume, we'll I was, well, maybe we'll see you then in the stands on Friday I'm at sure Maranatha you, I'm Crawford. Sure you will. <laughs> you I'm guys sure will, will be watching that. Congratulations on Oh, excuse me. That's for sure getting edited out. Um, congratulations on all your success, Coach, and uh, best of luck. We'll see you hopefully later this playoffs. Thanks, Christian. Appreciate all you guys do for football.